ladies and gentlemen, and welcome in to the Video Game Lounge podcast, the podcast not here for notes and news, but to talk games and drink brews. I am your host this episode, John. I am joined by one of my good friends and classmates. His name's Elias. He is the ginseng guy to my lady, Masakao. How we doing, man? Oh, man, main character status. I appreciate that. I'm doing so good, man. <laughs> appreciate uh, having me on. <laughs> yeah, man. Glad to have you here. Um, dear listeners, if you're wondering where Andrew and Kevin are, they are not here, obviously. It's just Elias and I. Elias has the distinction of being the first guest on the Video Game Lounge podcast, so we're happy to have you here. But uh, Kevin is dealing with some daddy daycare and just a regular baby issues that that comes with. And Andrew is pretty busy with work stuff. So Elias stepped up and is able to come in and join us for this recording. So I trust that you guys treat him well. He's a good dude. I like him a lot. He is my friend. So Elias, how are you this evening? I'm doing like really good. Um, you know, I just said it a second ago, but uh, this is the second podcast, so hopefully we bring <laughs> <laughs> the same energy over. Yeah, Elias and I have been talking for almost an hour at the start of this recording. Now we told some great stories, just swapping back and forth with some uh, airplane and airport stories, and uh, just doing the general catch up thing. So, Elias, happy to have you here, bud. And uh, we'll go ahead and get started. I have two mm-hmm. questions for you. First of which is what you drink it. All right, so tonight um, got something nice and special. Uh, I actually have uh, Southern Tier Brewing Company's a uh, nice slice. Ooh. Um, this is a uh, special for me. It's watermelon flavor, actually. Nice. Um, and I just decided um, I'm I'm not going to feel ashamed. I like watermelon, and I'm I'm, I'm going to drink it in public. It's all, you know? it's all good. Uh, there, there, there's no racial stereotypes here, man. You like your watermelon. <laughs> it's all good, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, reclaiming it, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, dear listener, if you can't tell, I'm black. Um, so. <laughs> I love how you address the listener. (laughs) We have ones of tens of people. (laughs) It's all good. (laughs) Uh, But uh, this is um, this is pretty all right. It's um, it's like uh, very subtle. Um, It's only uh, you know one that's about six percent and all that. So it's it's here for the flavor and and nothing more. And uh, what I was looking for. So I'm I'm appreciating the experience. Right on. Uh, Where's that brewed at? Is that uh, is that um. No, I think this is. I, I saw it earlier. Where is it on this label? New York. Oh, New York. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, as for me, I'm doing uh, a local joint. So I've done a couple Flying Dog uh, beers uh, since we've started this podcast. This is a new one for me. This is called the Powerhouse. Um, oh, and it's an Imperial Pilsner. This is an 8%. Um, so this is pretty good. Uh, I'm really digging it. It's kind of uh, kind of little citrusy. Um, got got some really nice flavor. Um, it's really good. So again, Flying Dog, which I know I've given some details before on the show, is brewed out of Frederick, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Um, about 45 minute ride from where I'm at here in Annapolis. But um, they got some really great beers, and this was on sale, so I went ahead and got this. So um, Imperial Pilsner called Powerhouse. Highly recommend. I'm, I'm on my second one. That's probably why the, the first <laughs> recording. 
that wasn't recorded went so well was I'm already I'm already two in so <laughs> uh thing about flying dog I think that is a road trip um that we might have to take care of dude I'm totally down um totally be down to do that all right man so that is it for the what you drinking the second question I have for you sir is what you playing don't, don't. Okay, so like, so this is a little bit two tier, right? Yeah. Um, so for myself, I have to tell you. So last weekend was Evo. Um, it was the uh, basically the world's because we Americans we we say it. Uh, it's the world's biggest uh, fighting game tournament. So um, yeah. I've uh, always been um, into fighting games and all that, uh, especially you know getting my butt whooped in. I think it was Mortal <laughs> Kombat three in um, Tekken uh, with my family, and then just really really getting into Street Fighter. Um, that that's re- that's really been like my jam. Um, underneath me, I have my fight stick um, nice. that I. I am uh, that I just fully converted over to. Um, I'm actually upgrading it tomorrow, but um, uh, but yeah, uh, the the thing I'm uh, actually playing now, just in the genre, is uh, Guilty Gear uh, Strive. Um, I picked it up like when the semester started, there you go. Um, and I had uh, just dropped it just uh, just because I just needed to concentrate <laughs> it, uh, on the semester. But um, just watching uh, just how epic a lot of the um the the tournaments were um especially like i recommend i'll send you the video the um the street fighter 5 uh tournament was amazing it was the last one that they were going to have at evo oh wow um, since six well like the last major one six is going to come out next year so it's okay it's probably going to yeah. take its place and they'll have a side tournament for five but like this was the last one and it went out with a bang um man not to call you casual i don't know what your experience you know with the war but you know a casual fighting game would would yeah gamer would definitely uh would definitely label me correctly i think yeah i like yeah. i've talked on the show before like uh, back in the day tech and tag tournament was like my jam when i was mm-hmm. in college um i have a little bit of experience with street fighter and then i've definitely talked a little bit about like old school mortal Kombat. um okay. so i haven't played really any like that style of fighting game in quite some time. So I, okay. I could definitely get my ass handed to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like any, any time, especially at my house, like that, that's, that's the hangout. Um, we just yeah. uh, pass the sticks along, you know, um, my best friend, he's, he's only, uh, only competition yeah. <laughs> basically <laughs> um but uh now that i'm uh, i'm back in it and i'm you know uh, really gonna be serious with strive and all that over in laurel um maryland is xanadu um uh gaming mm-hmm. and they have regular like uh tournaments and stuff um these days so like i'm I'm actually going to push myself to like get get decent get good and like uh take myself nice. over there a good scrub. I'm scrubtastic, <laughs> so like I'm, I'm gonna, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the the rust is like slowly coming off. So uh, I'm I'm gonna do whatever I can to be able to get over there. Um, mm-hmm. so it might have been the Evo. It may have been from Evo. I don't know. How, I'm not too familiar with it or, or know how long it's been happening. But listeners of our show will know. Like few episodes back, co-host Kevin. Um, had mentioned a video and he sent it to us from like a Street uh-huh. Fighter competition from like oh five oh six. So you uh-huh. know the video I'm talking about where the dude the did like mm-hmm. frame perfect like 
blocks yep. or parries. Dude, that video is absolutely insane, yeah. man. Um man. Okay, so yeah, you're you're familiar with what I'm talking about. That was um the protagonist in the story. It's uh, Daigo Umehara. Um he was playing yeah. um Justin Wong. Um and Justin was really getting in on him with the Chun-Li. Um and essentially his flash kick that he was doing on Daigo's right. in um at the time see this, this is in there. <laughs> Um, uh, doing all this yeah, yeah. Dude, we're nerding <laughs> out man we're 10 minutes in we're nerding out let's go baby yeah that, that's the that's the legendary one um so daigo is still in it and he, he was at this evo and uh he has really good um guile but he ran into this guy who really, really, he's out of New York. His name is Idom and he plays, uh, Laura. Um, she's, she's new for five. Um, but, okay. I was about to say, I don't know. don't know anybody <laughs> named Laura. Well, she's, she's a little bit of a le- legacy character from, um, a character named Sean from street fighter three, but, um, uh, okay. His Laura is suffocating and it was amazing. He, had the chance to win the entire tournament. He beat he beats Daigo and Daigo was really good. Like they they went really really close. It, it came I think it came down to the last game for them. But um, the Idom just like was able to just get past him, get all the way back up to uh, the grand finals and stuff. And it was so so close. But you know, unfortunately, he got over- overcome in the very last round. You know, um, and. Man. Like I said, it was it was a great it was a great tournament. Um, I would recommend watching just the top eight in that because it's yeah, it, it's it's truly amazing. Specifically with Idom because he had so uh, so with brackets with um with fighting games, especially like with uh, large crowds with that. Um, when they got up to the top, yeah, it's kind of like March Madness style kind of thing. A little bit. So um, you have the normal bracket okay. right um uh, that comes up. And then it actually splits into two. Um, there's winners and there's losers, right? So oh, okay. the top eight is actually um, uh, the losers bracket or the guys who like were, were originally fighting, but they lost at some point, right? So um, for them, for Idom, he was in losers, so he lost to somebody like uh, um, within the last game or two and all that. But so this was his last chance. If he lost wow. any of those games, he, like it was done for him. So he started the the top eight in losers and he ran all the way back up, all the way up to grand finals. Now, the thing for him, Damn. though, for people coming in losers is that you have to win twice. So it's a best. It's a best. Oh, uh, it's a, um, a race to three Two out of three or um, or five. No, it's a race to three games. Um, to have won three games, so he had to do okay. that twice. So the first time, twice. Yeah. So he had to win. Six. Um. So he yeah. had to do that when uh, when he does it the first time. That's resetting the bracket. That's bringing the um the guy who won all the winners games into the losers bracket, and then he had to beat him again. So he did it the one time, and he almost made it the second time to become champion. And this is endurance, shit. right? Because like they had to do pools, yeah. which was just everyone who signed up for the tournament had to just fight through. And this is like almost 300 yeah. people. Right. And they had to just like uh, fight through that, cut them up and like, just like make that bracket small, small until they got there. And that was all weekend. So 
the endurance to have wow. to be able to do, to do all that to fight your way all the way to get yeah. to the end. It's like my hat's off to him. Uh, like I said, his aura is suffocating. It's amazing to be able to watch because it's like part of his character is he has to take damage um a little bit to be able yeah. to kind of power up and then like from there it's just like you're waiting for the turn you're waiting for it's it's like M. Night Shyamalan you're waiting for the twist what is it what is it there it, when yeah. it happens it's just <laughs> like it's it's amazing because because you think like okay so he's gonna lose he's gonna he did it how how <laughs> right like getting the energy from that has has brought me back in and, you know, I'm just doing like just practice sessions, really trying to find my character over again with Drive. And then um, right on. I think I will. I'll see where see, see where this goes. because I, I really enjoy it. That's awesome, man. Any Anything else you've been playing? That was for me. Now for my buddies. Yeah. Me and my buddies, like I'm trying to do I'm, I'm getting into the co-op thing and I'm, I'm trying to enjoy that. And um, and what we've done is in Game Pass, there's Back for Blood. And we're just about finishing. Have you played it? So I have it downloaded. I have actually oh. not gotten into it. Okay, so we're about to beat it. I might have to bring you in. Uh, because so nice. there is no game that I've ever felt so confused, helpless, um, drained at the end of like like a game. Um, number one, like I'm, I, I don't like to play horror games it's just it's too visceral for me my imagination is just like as soon as i hear like i'm like no yeah i'm kind of there with you although last of us is like one of my favorite games but i don't find that nearly as scary as some other stuff kevin is our resident like horror game guy (laughs) i love horror movies i will watch horror let's plays but putting me on the sticks sure mm -mm, i couldn't do it just alone so like doing this um it's kind of amazing because um, we're basically running around with our chicken, like chickens with our heads cut off. And like, I know that in the top corner, there's objectives. I know it's telling me what to do. I have no idea what's happening. <laughs> like, there's a story. I don't know what the story is. Like, we're about to beat it. I have, yeah. I have no clue. They're talking. <laughs> but like, as soon as the, the thing that does best is like give you the survival feel like we we will go in there and uh we'll just we will be not screaming but at the same time kind of just like i don't know what's happening ah something just bit me i don't know shoot 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 (laughs) and and you know missions fail or we get carried by somebody who just like happens to join in because it forces it forces four Stays players alive. in, so yeah. we might just have like, um, you know, a uh, YouTube or a Twitch hero just come in and just like, you know, get us to the next mission and stuff. So, yeah, honestly, it's despite my description, it's really, really fun to be able to coordinate and just say, awesome. you know, like we made it. That's the thing. At the end of it, we also feel like we accomplished that we made it through. <laughs> we survived to the next mission. <laughs> Because sometimes right. we had to do it like a couple of times um, and uh, very unflatteringly so. But like it's it's a game that I can really say once we finally beat this final mission as a game designer, I have thoughts on it. But like uh, uh, once we beat it, sure. like I'll, I'll <laughs> gladly put it down, close the box, say delete. 
can say okay. <laughs> but it, it is an experience. Like it is definitely like uh BMO buddies have gone through some things. We understand. We've left certain people yeah. behind because <laughs> Because we had to, um, it's it, it's again you you will leave with the story and like I uh, for yeah. certain people you know it might test the friendship for us it's it's like okay you know we we see that it's the game that's manipulating it's not us but uh, yeah that, that's what I'm playing that's awesome man that's awesome as for me I've been delving into uh, a couple games the first one man I don't know if you've played it or not it's on Game Pass mm-hmm. it's called Vampire Survivors. I've been talking it up in the Discord. Man, this game is so freaking cool. <laughs> I, I love it. So it's like 8-bit graphics. It, it like transports you back to like early 90s type stuff. And it's it's a roguelike. And um, you got a shit ton of different characters that you can unlock. And they all have different attacks. But what's what I love most about it, all you mm-hmm. control is your character's movement all the attacks are on a cooldown. And then when you defeat enemies, you collect these, uh, it starts out with just blue orbs. Those are like, you know, your experience orbs. And then you eventually get green and red, which will give you more experience as you level up and stuff. And then every time you level up, you have uh, a choice of three different upgrades. So you can, it's usually be like level two of your current weapon, or you can get armor or introduce a new weapon. And then as you (laughs) level up, you just keep like going and going. And man, is it so freaking cool. I've, I've unlocked like, God, like 12 different characters or something at this point. And it's, it's great because it's a roguelike and there's not really right. like an end to the game per se. It's like, you're just trying to stay alive for as long as you can. And once you stay alive for like 20 minutes or so on, on a map, you get to unlock the next level. And then there's characters that you unlock. So, um, <laughs> man, it is so fun. I'm really enjoying it. And, I know you and I have talked a lot like extensively about like music and games, man. The music in this is phenomenal. Each level has mm-hmm. got a, a, its own like music and it is so damn good. It is so good. I love it. I, I cannot recommend this game enough. It's really good. Vampire survivors. And then the other one, I just, it's only briefly, but um, I've been playing okay. this game called Naraka blade point. You know, when it first um, launched, uh, my eye was on it. But um, now that I saw that it's on Game Pass, like uh, yeah. I was trying to negotiate whether or not I was going to, you know, give it a shot. Yeah, man, this this game's pretty cool. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm not really good at multiplayer games, and I'm especially even worse at like battle royale type games. If this is like a battle royale with like magic powers and weapons and shit, and you can do like you can play on your own. And you can do duos and trios, and it's just kind of like Warzone, where it's like you pick a spot on the map, you, you spawn in, and then you could just you're just looting, and then you get special abilities and attacks and stuff, and then you can take the armor and weapons and stuff of characters that you've fallen. So like my first um, match wow. the other night, I killed like eight people, and I'm just going around just killing people. Like man, it it's for someone who's not good at. Uh, like battle royales and multiplayer mm-hmm. games, I picked this game up pretty quickly. The controls aren't too hard, and it's actually a lot of fun. The variety of characters and their attacks, uh, like you start out with like eight different playable characters, and you can keep like upgrading them and leveling them up too. And then you unlock more equipment, and you know you also have like cosmetic things you can put okay. on your characters and stuff. It's it's really fun. Some of the voice acting is really good too. 
gameplay is pretty solid. I have to say, I haven't had any issue with like frame rate drop or anything. Okay. Uh, again, an- another recommend. So it was like a lot of melee combat, right? Um, rather than projectiles and stuff. You you do get some weapon, like you can get. So you can equip like two different types of weapons, and so you get bows, and you have uh, there's a couple mm. like revolvers and hand cannons and like pistols and stuff like that. So you you have a wide variety of weapons, but all have their own like attack time and draw speed and that type of stuff too. So it's it's but mostly it's melee, and I just I love kicking the shit out of people with like spears and swords and great swords <laughs> and things. So it's it's really fun. Okay. It's really fun. It's kind of addicting. But um, yeah, those have been the two games that I've been playing. So, um, and I guess I'll get I'll give a small quick shout out while while we were in Argentina, my son yes. and I, I got him to play Teenage Mutant okay. Ninja Turtles, the Shredder's Revenge, and so I, I put a picture of it in the Discord and. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was enjoying it. So he was having trouble with level three. That's, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that was the one I played with you where, you know, we're, we're flying and stuff. He, he didn't do so hot on that. I had to hop on the stick and get him through the level. But then he did the rumble at the zoo one. And he was like, oh, man, Poppy, like, I'm really having a good time yeah. with this. And he was alternating characters like he did, a, you know. He's a seven-year-old kid, so obviously he wanted. He was drawn immediately to Mikey. Then he wanted to do Leonardo. Then he did. He, so he played all four Ninja mm-hmm. Turtles and was actually doing pretty good for seven-year-old kid in this style of game, where it's just basically a button masher. He was doing pretty good, and I was trying to teach him like, "All right, man, do the taunt. Get your specials up. Here's how to do your special attack and stuff." And he was doing pretty well. And then I realized that I had left the difficulty on normal, and oh, I was yeah. even more impressed. <laughs> I was like, "All right, kid. Looks like uh, looks like you're having fun here." Um, so I'll shout out shout out that game too. Um, it was really fun. I I enjoy that game. I know you and I had talked about yeah. uh, there being DLC or if there's like a sequel coming out in the next couple of years or something that'll day oh, one yeah. buy and or download for me. Yeah, just about anything. Um, actually, I was going to see. It's it's so like uh, reminiscent of uh, the retro versions of um, the old uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually going to start playing with it with my fight stick because uh, I was like, why not? Right? Like, um, I mean, let me bring this bad boy yeah. up here for you. So it's the same thing, like literally. Ah, damn! Look at that thing. I, so we're an audio podcast, but you guys can't see it. This thing is the size of like an old school computer and the buttons are like three inches wide. Look at that thing. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm um, I'm up- upgrading this tomorrow. But um, yeah, like it was I just started looking at it. I was like, yeah, I could just play. They they don't use any other analog sticks except for the um, was the one and and all that. Why not uh, play it old school style? Um, also my yeah. daughter really loves clicking on that. So, you know, she's only two, she's not going to know what she's doing, but the buttons are loud enough. Yeah. And, uh, um, I left the evil on the other day and she was looking at it and looking at it like she was actually trying to figure out what was going on. So the day is coming soon. Yeah. So m- my son has a now defunct race car that was like battery powered with a controller that looks like a PlayStation okay. controller. And I've we've held on to it, and now my daughter grabs it. My daughter just turned one, and so I was playing the uh, PlayStation 
uh, today. And so it, anytime she was hitting a button, I was doing something on screen to make it look like mm-hmm. she was doing something. So we were like scrolling through Netflix and she was, she like, look at the screen, look at me, look at the screen, look at me like, Hey, do you see this? I'm doing <laughs> stuff. I'm hitting buttons. I'm like, yeah, batteries aren't in it, girlfriend. Like you're not doing a damn thing. Um, Ooh. And I just remembered, uh, I've actually been playing another game too. Um, and this game was on my radar from when it was announced and when it came out and then the pandemic happened and I it, it fell by the wayside. But it was just recently on PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. and game from like, I wouldn't say childhood, but my formative teenage years, like 2000. So I'm like 13. But do you remember Tony Hawk's yes. Pro Skater? Did uh-huh. you ever play those? I downloaded the one and two, the remaster, and oh my god, dude. <laughs> did it all come back? They are so good. <laughs> it came back to me like instantly, man. It was like, okay, excellent, mm-hmm. Ollie, Z, uh, the circle button for grabs, square button for, for flip tricks, triangles to grind. And when you heard the um, sound bite of the special, did a tear come to your eye? Oh my god, the <laughs> oh my god, dude. But I, in, in, in Pro Skater 1 and 2, they hadn't implemented the revert right. option. So being able to do the hanger level, like the first level of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, and then do reverts into the manual and all. And oh my God, man, I was transported back. I was like, this game looks so much better 20 years after it came out. And now that you can actually see what the board, like the, the underside of your skateboard looks like and how cool the graphics actually mm-hmm. are i was like oh that's what this board actually looked like 20 <laughs> years ago that's awesome but yeah dude i love that they kept the soundtrack from before so there was a man that soundtrack is absolute nails for one and two so i played two mm-hmm. first because kids in my neighborhood, like they kind of started their own skate group, and like I was kind of just with them. I couldn't skate because if you can't mm-hmm. ollie, you can't really skate, and I can never ollie. Um, I was too busy doing football and baseball, so um, I digress. But uh, I, I got immediately hooked on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. Ended up going back and playing one later, and man, it just immediately transported me back to twenty years ago as a. 12 and 13 year old kid (laughs) it is so good man those games are amazing i had a lot of fun with it so far so have you played it the the re no no not um not yet um i think it's one of those things where like i think i'm i'm trying to maintain my nostalgia um just just leave it in the memory a little bit um i've heard great things about this one but i think it was um I, I so when I was a kid, I, I I went on a bender when it was like all all the skate um, genre, everything that was in. I was like, I was completely in. Got shoes, got um, yeah. got my deck. I couldn't ride worth anything, but like I had it. <laughs> um, but uh, the games like uh, skate, um, that was my jam. Oh yeah, um, in yeah. everything, and I think that that was just. Uh, you know, I have it in my file folder, my memory, and I'm liking it right there. But um, I might, I yeah, might give it a shot, um, just to just to get that feel once again. Um, you check in with me about in a month or two, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, I got another skateboard." <laughs> but, <laughs> but I doubt it. But you know, um, uh, uh, I'll see. Mm. Right on, man. That's cool. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's going to do it for our intro portion here. We're going to get into the topic time. So I mentioned in the in the intro that Elias is a was a classmate of mine. We we met last semester. Elias, do you want to kind of just briefly describe how we ended up meeting each other? So yeah, we were taking um, game graphics uh, together, um, and we were, um, I guess, in two different places. It was me on my way out, and um, <laughs> him on his way in. But uh, <laughs> yeah. me, um, yeah. uh, mostly in my stoicism, uh, pretty much kept to myself and, and stuff. Uh, mostly in class. Um, uh, also, <laughs> like me, also looking at be- becoming like a narrative designer, and it uh, being very, very uninto the class. But you know. Uh, yeah, you, you got to get uh, get to the end so that you could get to the end. Um, so uh, the funny enough, a uh, funny anecdote um, that I don't know if you remember or not is um, one of the first few classes where they um, he asked us to go ahead, complete the assignment. And then once we were done, we could be out. So um, yeah. I was relatively quick this uh, this one first time and pack my stuff up. Got done. I sent in the assignment already to our um, uh, to the teacher. Um, got up, ready to go, and I hear somebody say, hey, "You already done?" <laughs> and I looked down and it's you, and I was just like, "Yeah, out." <laughs> and out. Yes, I do remember this. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, man, you done already?" And you're like, "Yep." <laughs> like I don't even know if you broke stride. <laughs> Yeah, just me for two seconds. It was, it was out, but uh, that was when just little inklings like that. I was like, okay, he's willing to talk. Cool. So every once in a while, we would trade, you know, just like uh, little things back and forth. Maybe um, you know, the classmates might might be talking like uh, some nerd stuff. Maybe some Star Wars here and there. I'll just peek, like hear it, yeah. or maybe some about kids and stuff. And we just started talking one day. Um, I think it was uh, just in the middle of class and stuff, and um, it got on what we wanted to do. And like I was uh, actually, I heard you say yeah. it came from you first. Um, what you wanted to be able to yeah. do, and like uh, to, to figure things out, and uh, as far as like game writing and um, being able to just like create these narratives and stories and stuff. And like it was like a shot straight to the heart, and I was just like, "This yeah. is one of my people." <laughs> Yeah, and that's literally what you said to me. So my little anecdote was like, because uh, our professor's name was Josh, and we were like, so what exactly, you know, Josh was asking us. Is, is, so I'll rewind a little bit further back, too, because same night, our, our classes were Mondays and Wednesdays, and Wednesdays was usually like a working class night where our class of like 11 people was usually like maybe down to five, and then after the first hour, most people mm-hmm. went home. So basically, every Wednesday for about 15 weeks, it was usually Elias, myself, and Josh, our professor. Occasionally one or two other people, but it was usually the three of us Mm -hmm. at the end. And so Josh, just one night, our professor was like, so what do you guys want to do like with in-game development? Then I answered the question. And then you just immediately look over to me, and I remember your pose. You just like did this double (laughs) snap, like pointing your guns at me like, my people! (laughs) (laughs) i'll never forget that man and then yeah from there we just kept talking the rest Mm -hmm. of the night i remember class got done at eight and then we walked to your car and then we stood in the parking lot talking for like another hour and a half i think close to two hours that first night um 
And that kind of became the routine is after class, we just go stand the parking lot next to our cars mm-hmm. for another hour. And we talk about, you know, what we're in Maryland. So we're talking about mm-hmm. the Orioles or uh, games and game jams, narrative story, like, and it just started this friendship. So sorry, I kind of hijacked your story there. No, but, um, it's perfectly fine. No, like we, we really, um, I don't know what it is about the, uh, the program that we were in, but uh, it, it was, it was something kind of amazing. Like every single time I run into somebody where like they just, it, it's, it's some type of magnetism where, where like, as soon as the narrative person is yeah. there, it's just like immediately vibe. Like I like right there. Yeah. yeah no and, doubt. um, especially with you. Cause, um, <laughs> terrible. Um, <laughs> there have been others. However, sure, uh, sure. this is, this is really <laughs> stuck. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it's really been like really great. Cause it's like bonding over just, um, just being able to talk about stories and like what attracts us to certain things where, uh, possibilities yeah. on what we can be able to work on and create and thinking about yeah. the process and, um, you know, maybe difficulties like with game engines or working in teams and stuff like, uh, being able to just talk about it. Like it, it it's, uh, like these days, like now, um, I'm in a couple of discord groups uh, with writers and stuff. And, um, I'm, I'm not a digital person to be able to talk like that. Like, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I've seen people yeah. have longstanding conversations and promote friendships and stuff like over Twitter. And I'm like, I don't like doing that. Like I'm, I'm enough yeah. of an older millennial where I'm just like, I, 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 I'm an introvert, but I, I'm not enough where I want to be out there and just, and just put it down in, in text when it's like a grand old group. Like if it's like a smaller thing, great. But if it's like a big thing, ah, that, that, that that's really hard. So like being able to just like really dig deep, have recommendations. Like when I recommended you like um, some of the books and like things that I've gone through and said like, Hey, this is, this is yeah. something that you could um, really derive some things from and like actually get good feedback out of and like see that like it's actually helping like it it does my heart so so much i I get so much joy out of that and just seeing that like it's it's doing something for you like that that's also something that like is is incredibly amazing to me yeah Uh, i i will say that man just seeing your joy and 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 all of the conversations that I've had with you to this point and, and you being so willing to share information and stuff with me and the recommendations for books and, and articles and videos to watch. And then even like games that you've uh, recommended to me, like, man, if you haven't played this game, check out the story. And then like, you gave me like specific, like just get to like play this game and get to chapter three of disco Elysium. And you're like, <laughs> you know, it's like still waiting on disco. I really want you to finish. That, yeah. You know? I, I haven't gotten to it. It's, it's definitely in the backlog. It's towards the top, but uh, I'll definitely need to get to it. So, so with your knowledge of uh, like, just what what you have accomplished so far. I guess we'll backtrack just a little bit. You said, you know, in, in your intro here that you're on your way out and I was on my way in. So you've actually completed mm-hmm. now your associates in game development. Let's talk a little bit about that. So um, you have your associates in game development and you also have a BA in mm-hmm. English. So how, how did uh, you go from bachelor's in English to now wanting to do an associates in game development? When I was in college, the first uh, the ghost first go around, um, I actually was trying to be a journalist, and um, it was um, 
an interesting time because it was also tied into like finding oneself, you know, um, uh, leaving the house, yeah. you know, um, for the first real big time and just trying to figure stuff out and um, landing on that. And I like journalism, um, but at the same time, the industry is a little bit hard to be able to get into. Um, and like yeah. I had a lot of struggles um, the uh, with that, you know, had some successes, had some struggles, but um it never really felt like the best, best biggest fit. Um, I like writing. Um, that, that, that was, you know, always going to be amazing to me. I love the English language. Um, yeah, but I also love just like storytelling. Um, I, I think that was the biggest thing. Um, and, um, coming out of that, like coming out of like, coming coming from abroad and like, really, like really trying to push myself and working hard doing, um, doing what I could there, but really coming up empty. Yeah. I came back and I, I did a lot of soul searching and the thing that's always stuck with me, um, even abroad, um, even when I had no internet connection, um, even when like I was like through all my struggles were video games and like, I loved it. And, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I can always talk about it. Like a lot of like what I wrote about, like, while um, while I was like, uh, trying to be a journalist was like, geek stuff and uh, doing video games and yeah. like uh talking about like uh in relating to dark souls and stuff in in other genres and um and other things and i just uh, realized like yeah i i want to do this i want to make it and um so i just like sought out some programs i saw what i could be able to do i knew that if i want to be a writer for um you know for games and stuff that like i I needed to be able to at least touch game engines and stuff and, um, be able to know the process of making them. Um, and yeah, for sure. Before YouTube university really kicked off for me, or it was before I was really cognizant of that. So I decided, um, to just like go in, uh, do a program. If it, if it worked then you know, um, great. If it didn't, then you know, maybe more soul searching and all that. But like, luckily like it, it was there. Um, and, yeah. uh, I, I, I say this all the time, but like, there's no feeling there is no moments aside from certain things, but like, um, you know, uh, I love my daughter. Yeah. Like, like she's, she's crowning <laughs> achievement. I love my kids. Like they're, uh, they're wonderful. But at the same time, there's again, no moment expression, uh, no other thing, that can compare to like completing a game after all its fixes and everything like uh, like <laughs> one bug fix the uh, the sheer uh, i'll say ecstasy that comes from that and just knowing that you're on the other side of it there's nothing that can compare at all um for yeah. me um just knowing that something was broken and through code you fixed it and it, it just works like nah um th th there's nothing else and th that's how i knew this was the right way to go yeah so you know did that and um did this program and uh made it for what i needed to uh to to make it i knew coming in where i wanted to go um and yeah. uh so I, I i had that goal it was, it's, it's a lot different from where i was like when i first went to uh undergraduate and tried to do my ba is that like you sure. know yeah. finding yourself in in having everything and trying to figure stuff out that's that, that's one thing but like knowing as an adult and this is also a big thing and I think why we both like kind of um really like connected, connected. Yeah, yeah is that like yeah. um 
understanding where this path is going to take me and knowing that I want to be able to get to uh, that end point, like uh, that was tremendous in being able to just drive me through this whole thing. Um, and I think that was, yeah, that was what I was, sure. I was also trying to like uh, be able to offer to you. It's just like, sometimes it's hard, but like if you can get that kind of guidance or that kind of help or that kind of just like rah, rah, like cheer, it, through, through any type of hard time that might come through, whether it's in the program or outside, whatever I can do to help you, I'm, I'm always going to be there. Always going to be a cheerleader. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and you have been, man, just in like the seven, eight months that we've known each other, for sure. That That's awesome, man. So you finished your associates and now... Uh, even before you finished, you are currently doing um, an internship writing for a game. Can mm-hmm. we, I know you can't really give specifics as to what the game oh, is I about. Um, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you can. Awesome. All right. So we're going to get an inside scoop here. Yeah, let's let's talk a little bit about your internship and writing for, for games. Interning with the National um, Cryptologic Foundation. Last November, we came out with our first game. It was um, Amanita um, White Hat and the... Um, curious case of the corrupted computers. Um, but I basically put it out on itch. Itch. Okay. I was going to say it was either steam or itch. The, the main goal of this was just for, um, for the audience, uh, which was going to be like middle school to high school students, just to be able to, to, um, kind of understand, um, certain things about cybersecurity to, uh, uh, yeah. To also pink their interest just to, um, to get into maybe these types of careers that we're showcasing in there. Um, that they may want to learn more about. And uh, the second game um, that I'm currently working on uh, right now is a sequel to that. So um, this one is nice. Amanita White Hat, see the pattern, and the um, Mayhem at Mallory Middle. Um, Mallory Middle, nice. So this one's much more expanded, um, especially in scope and in, uh, in the narrative, um, with it, um, I'm definitely able to like kind of stretch my legs out a little bit more That's awesome. so with it. So, uh, more is the key word here. So like it's bigger area, <laughs> uh, yeah. and, um, a lot with this, uh, uh internship has uh, allowed me to me and the rest of my team to just basically learn game development and try and learn, um, different things, especially within Unity. The first one had a cutscene, um, and I really didn't have a lot to do with it because it was mostly my programmer um, taking what I had written and like kind of making uh, making it what it could be. It was, it was it was serviceable for that, but this next one I've I've learned more with Unity what I could be able to do with it, and um, uh, now there are many more. <laughs> and um, yeah. That's awesome. The, my design, my acumen is like really gone up, and I, I'm I'm really proud of where where we're going with it. Um, we're in the testing phase right now, and um, soon we'll be polishing it. So hopefully, it's going to be done in September. That's yeah. awesome. That is really cool. <laughs> I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's a great ongoing relationship. So we'll, uh, we'll see. You know, the, um, this one does good. Maybe there's a third, and you know, on and on. But it's 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 a worthwhile experience to be able to work on on these things, and um, to be able to work with a team that's like that's learning alongside, and that can really make make something really nice. That's awesome. Uh, how many people are on your team right now? Uh, so there's three of us. Um, 
and we kind of okay. trade hats like a lot of times uh between my programmer uh me i'm mostly a designer as well as writer um and then uh our last person um he actually does a lot of the level design as well as the he's our knowledge base like he he actually has uh certifications in uh, cybersecurity. so so you're drawing from knowledge and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. Let me let me ask from a development standpoint: Are you writing it as like a trilogy? Like, are you are you? Is, is there room to make a a three? Yeah. So like, I try and um, nice. Um, <laughs> I try and um, <laughs> give some ideas that we could possibly expand on. But something that I run into a lot of times when it comes to like creating stories. And um, when I talk to other people looking at um, trying to develop things is that like, I want to be able to just make whatever story that comes to mind and don't hold yeah. anything back. Cause um, I've noticed like when I've tried to start in like come on the writing teams on different things, or if I hear or see like uh, somebody's like looking at creating a story or creating a series, it's like they're trying yeah. to hold everything back until the next one or until like the big like triumphant thing, but it kind of shortchanges right. the initial project, right? Where it's like yeah. you came up with this big expounding story, like why can't it just be this one game? You could take that whole thing and put it in there and then why don't you make a sequel out of that? Right. Um, uh, to yeah. go on to the next one. So I, I, I try to keep that in mind, like anything that, that comes through, you know, it, it, it's kind of my, my thought is just that, like, if you can make an amazing story and then see what threads you can still like try and tie into maybe something new or whatnot. I think it's just interesting just to be able to do it once like you've made the new paradigm and give some thoughts. Sure. Into that. Do you have examples of that for gaming? Because I ha- I like immediately I think of like Christopher Nolan's Batman mm-hmm. trilogy, right? Where in Batman Begins, like everybody knows that Batman's like biggest nemesis is the Joker. And you only get like three mm-hmm. seconds at the end of Batman Begins where it's the Joker card. They they don't tease a damn thing about the Joker until the very end because you know, they hadn't even cast Heath Ledger at this point. And I, I feel like that trilogy is so criminally underrated mm-hmm. overall. But Batman Begins for me is like the perfect like hero hero origin story. You took a chance on like two B-level villains, right? With um, Scarecrow and Ra's al Ghul. Uh, people might even say that they're not even B-level villains. But like everyone knows Joker's like mm-hmm. top tier. And like, man, it's just so perfectly written. I love how that is. So I'm wondering if you have like a, an example of, of that in the gaming space. Metal Gear. Oh yeah. Fair <laughs> point. Yeah. <laughs> Fair point. We're huge Metal Gear solid fans here. That one's like hugely influential for me. Like just the cinematic qualities like that, they go into it, but yeah, they, especially with Kojima after three, they're very definitive games, right? Yeah. Agree. You get through the first three and it's just like, okay, that's fine. You got you got the background and you understand, you know, um where Big Boss's like ideas are. It ties to the the first two as far as organizations are concerned. You get a lot of background, but cool. And yeah. it keeps going. <laughs> right. So he goes with four and five and yeah. it, it, it's 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 more and more. And I like things. Um, my, my personal taste is I like things where like you have no idea how they could like just continue. 
Right. I would have loved yeah. to be able to like see like a finished version of five. Uh, you know, uh, it's unfortunate what happened with Kojima and, and stuff sure. like as far as that project yeah. is concerned. But like if they could have done that, my pie in the sky thing is like I, I hope that Konami loses <laughs> the, the property it doesn't have to go back to kojima yeah the right it, it doesn't it, have yeah. to go back to him but like like if there's like uh fans out there i want them to do metal gear i would really love to see a remake of that the old nes one and just like see it like actually like yeah or the old msx ones yeah uh, that would that, that's the only way i can see the franchise going i think they, they have hard in with five but um well, because they ended in with four, but <laughs> that's the only way. Right, right. Um, or even, you know, um, they have Rising and they never did anything after that. So it was like, okay, you know, well, they ended it with four. Again. So it, it, it's all when it was a circle. So it's 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 completely cool. Now, we had uh, kind of brought up at the beginning, Ghost of Tsushima. I am really yep. interested in what they do with part two if they actually go through with it. Right. So mild spoilers. If you've not finished the game, we're going to spoil some stuff here. So, yeah, let's let's dive into Ghost of Tsushima because I know during the course of last semester, I was bringing this game up during class and people had some things to say about it. And then it was like, OK, we can't spoil <laughs> the ending because there's. There's definitely a, a decision you have to make. And that, that decision, uh, we'll just dive right into it. So you play as Jin Sakai. He's the, he's the main character and he's just a, he's a badass and he's amazing. And Lord Shimura is your uncle and he's kind of like your father figure throughout the game. And you start the game as like this really cool, like to the book, to the number samurai. And throughout the course of the game, after the Mongols attack, you start to alter your tactics and I, I you, you and I will definitely get into this in, in a few minutes where like after act two after and in, into act three of this game, the game kind of wants you to play not like mm-hmm. a samurai, but as this kind of cool ninja shadowy figure. But you end up having this showdown at the end of the game against your uncle because he's like, look, you have broken the samurai code. You defeated these guys as if you were one of them. And you have an option, ladies and gentlemen, when you get to the end of this game, do you kill your uncle at the end of this fight and 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 kind of murder him in cold blood as as a samurai would because he's defeated in battle? Or do you go, you know what? I'm embracing the ghost. You're going to live and, you know, come, come, come find me, (laughs) (laughs) basically. And you and I both made the same decision. We kept the uncle alive and embraced the way of the ghost. So talk, talk to me about ghosts a little bit. So my question, so was that your thought process going into it? Um, as far as whether or not you should kill him? Like I'm interested because I I have my reasoning. I, I, I know why, but like, what was, what was going through your head when it gave you that binary? Yeah, so I I looked at it as like a, him accomplishing something the way that he felt he needed mm-hmm. to do it. Sticking to the samurai code was not going to to get the Mongols off of the island of Tsushima. So it was like he he found a way to to adapt and and engage in a way that was different to him, but he fully embraced it. And then once he started getting the cult mm-hmm. following with his friends, and then the everyone else on the island was taking notice of him as this character as the ghost right and it was like he he's he's my, my jin had momentum as this character right so it was like it just seemed more 
it, it seemed to make more mm-hmm. sense for me that like he's going to keep him alive and and fully embrace like in that moment he's like you know what because you know earlier on in the game he's like yeah i just don't know if i like the term ghost and like he did not really like this you know this nickname if you will or the, this characterization of what he is but in that moment at the end of the game when you select to not kill your uncle he's like you know what i'm taking up the mantle mm-hmm. of the ghost that's who i am like i'm no i'm i'm throwing away the name jim sakai and i'm just right. the ghost so that's kind of what was going through my head at that point for me take a uh, second to really like sit back and and think about it like you're you're put into the situation and it's the uncle who's telling you, okay, so we know what it is as a samurai. You can't let me live that like, that's it. It's done. It's just over. You've defeated me. So I'm telling you, my request is, Hey, kill me. Cause, um, this is done. Preserve your honor for that. And just so you said, like, it it was a process and the game is a process for him to evolve into a ghost, into the ghost sidecar on that. Um, So when the original game, when it was originally like uh, posted out there, I had thought and I had wondered like whether or not there were some gameplay mechanics I've learned about it. But um, I had thought that there was a choice that you had to be able to make through gameplay, whether or not you were going to do ghost stuff or um, just stick with the samurai side. So when I originally started the game, I was only doing like, I was only upgrading my samurai parts. I was not doing any of the ghost stuff or, or whatnot, but the game itself, its design was like, no, you're going to, you're going to learn everything. You have cutscenes specifically. Yeah. You poison somebody. You um, shoot them with the arrow. You hit somebody through the back. Yeah, like yep. you are forced to go into that. So I, I was, I was a little disappointed that it didn't give you the option of maintaining your honor or going to the ghost side. Uh, the weather changes right. um, depending on whether or not you 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 go like either way, which is interesting. But um, I was a little bit disappointed that it didn't have that. Regardless, you're embracing the ghost. Um, and at that point, like you, you've assumed it, you've been yeah. jailed a couple of times because of it. You solve the war because you've become that you've got right. your army um, and you've saved the island only because you moved away from that regimented, rigid um, style of uh, Bushido. And so you have this uh, i'm seeing this moment where like he's he's telling you like kill him and this is all for him this is not for jen like this is completely for him so that it uh, like it pushes his bushido onto you which you're not that guy anymore and that choice has been made like in everything that your uncle is you're not you're not going to be that anymore you're not going to be his adopted son and if anything, the thing that you are now is going to be the thing that saves your country. Like the the war isn't over; the battle for this island yeah. is. So, given what needs to happen for Tsushima itself, Tsushima is going to run the rot if Uncle isn't there. So I had to think yeah. about it logically. Like, okay, so you need if you can survive this, like. <laughs> <laughs> even even through the fight that you have and stuff, which also I couldn't believe I didn't have a choice. Th- that was my thing. If yeah, it was a choice to fight or to do seppuku in that one, I would have been like, okay, fine. 
I will sacrifice and my legend will go on. Yeah. And I will be a martyr right there. I would have chosen that. And I thought I would have thought that would have been Yes, by embalment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have thought that was like a brave uh, that would be a brave choice. But but that's fine. Yeah. But uh given what needs to happen for Tsushima, like you could be a disgrace, you could hobble around or whatever, but if you could survive this, if you're just choosing to die and you're making me choose, oh no, brother. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. I yeah. will Mm-mm. um I've gone past, you know, Bushido. I found a better path that's going to allow my people to survive. I can become the villain and move on. You can maintain being whatever. And like, I will be your villain and the disgrace will all come to me. And like, I'll, 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 I'll assume all of that. Um, so yeah, that, yeah. That, so like given that, like, I was like, nah, uh, you live brother. You can, <laughs> you can maybe see if you can get a concubine <laughs> or whatever, get another son. Yeah. <laughs> Out of it. <laughs> I don't know. Freaking Shimura's like, I don't know. He's he's got to be like in his sixties during the course of this game because I, I I would imagine Jim's closer to like our real life age. I think he's like. So here's the thing. It, it it's kind of hilarious to me. So um, different ages, eras, people age differently, right? So you know, you, you might yeah, look back no at doubt. pictures. You're like, that looks like a 50 year old guy. He's 30. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. I think about it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so, um, uh, Shimura, he might be like kicking around 40 and like, he could, he could, um, you know, yeah. he's got that salt and pepper hair, man. You, you don't, you can't really tell. You don't know how old he is. I, I would not put it past like we have yeah. long life expectancy expectancy now, but we also eat well and we, you know, we, this is the best time, whatever. So, like, I I think that it, it's it's quite possible, you know, for Shimura to just figure something out there. Um, <laughs> I So you, you and I were, were, were texting back and forth about this, too, because I, I wonder how that decision plays into the sequel because the sequel has been announced. It's currently in development. So if you decide to kill him, obviously he's going to be mentioned in the, in the next game. But if you keep him alive, I wonder how the story is going to be written and and planned out. If he's alive, Mm -hmm. do they kill him off camera to where you get a fast forward in time, three years. And we're seeing like, you know, a thriving Island of Tsushima and then another attack from either more Mongols or so, you know, another mm-hmm. entity or country, right? But it's like you got to make sure that that story doesn't have any gaps or holes in it. If if mm-hmm. you decided to leave him alive, like I, I'm, I'm going to just cast my vote in the. I think they, if, if you decided to leave him, be, mm-hmm. I think he dies off camera because either either way he has to be dead before the next game starts i think what are your thoughts on that he he's going to die i think that yeah like uh whether i i have some ideas on where like i would uh like how i would do the sequel um sure. so like yeah. uh, to yeah, be let's, quite let's honest um i think jen is, would be the bad guy and um instead of it being yeah. like uh, Tsushima as the um as the main setting, it's going to be in mainland, um, on the mainland and all that. So, uh, it is you tracking him 
And I think like part of that is you are also maybe a ninja, um, which would really be cool. I, I think it'd be cool if you were one of like Ryuzo's like uh, straw hats or something. That would be pretty tight. Mm, I feel like there would still be a faction in it um, and all that. Like I'm, so uh, this is anime yeah. me coming out. Like I, I would think like maybe it's just like uh, I don't know some faction that the shogun just decides like okay like I need. Oh sure yeah because I mean the shogun's mentioned so many times throughout the story yeah you probably have one of his mm-hmm. like army guys come follow you yeah I wonder if it'd be like a creative player thing at that point like that would be kind of neat. Yeah I I think so I think they make like um. Uh, Jin really uh, mythical, like you're following his uh, exploits as he goes up through mainland Japan, up uh, up into like maybe like Kyoto and stuff, and like you're just following the ghost, you hear tales and stuff. Um, I don't want to play as Jin anymore. Like I think like he's mm, that's interesting because like part of it is also like he's so powerful by the end. I don't want them to do. Um, the uh, you know main character Zelda thing where he just loses everything, <laughs> and then we're, yeah, we're I got you, again. I got so, you. Um, it, it that's that's a good take, a, a unique take. I could totally see that working because yeah, you you would have to explain how did he lose the ability to do all the stuff that he has, you know, the poison, the darts, mm-hmm. and he's got two different types of bows and arrows and things like, you know, yeah, you would have to explain, Oh, th- his boat, mm-hmm. he lost his guns in a boating accident, you know, or <laughs> like what happened? I mean, so like you could do it a couple different ways. Like, uh, um, maybe they do it the reverse. Like maybe you're ninja like, and then you start to like, get a lot of the Bushido back in, with the person they start figuring out how to be more like a, a samurai and stuff. Uh, that would be interesting. Ooh. Or you start learning um, Jin's techniques across the way. Maybe he's learned new stuff and um, you start to become more like the ghost or something like that. I think, you know, um, you, so you're, you're kind of going with like a last of us part mm-hmm. two thing. You're playing as a different character kind of kind of deal and tracking someone from the previous game i i kind of dig this man i yeah. i could i could see this working i find it like uh, it would just be a lot easier that way like you, you love him it's great but his journey was pretty much at its end i like there, there's nothing emotionally um i could really connect uh with him at another place unless like my favorite character, Yuna. Yeah, dude, Yuna, she's badass, man. You don't <laughs> mess with Yuna. I was very upset they didn't have a little bit more romantic stuff at the end. Like they were just kind of like friends. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's def. It's hinted throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was. It was so weird because they like they they had a, a, her quests in that they they were hinting and they were just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just going to sit here on this porch and drink some sake, but we're not doing anything. It's like, okay, okay. Come on. So uh, I'd be interested. Yeah. So um, yeah. they, they're they talking about the, the movie um, version of this. Um, TV show? Is it TV show or movie? Movie. Oh, nice. Um, and they're going to go all Japanese cast, and it might be all yeah, in Japanese, which it. would be awesome. Dig it. I'd be interested to see if they make the change to like kind of bump up the romance or not. Um, sure. That would Hollywood be... it up a little. Yeah. Eh. Oh, which kind of connects on the, to something real quick. Have you seen Prey yet? 
I have not. Everyone says it's <sighs> the bomb.com. I haven't watched it. So uh, it's on the list of things to do for sure. But with that, they completely shirk. They don't, don't, they don't even touch romance or anything like that. And I think if they can do it, this can do it too. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's a fantastic story. I have problems with uh, it, its design. Um, and I was thinking about it today before we came on. It's like, uh, so part, part of the issues that I had with it, and I told you about it, was that, like, it was really long. And, like, there were a lot of quests. And though they were very enjoyable, and I really loved the story in this, it just, like, it just felt like they were like, okay, just... Put as much as they can <laughs> make make this, yeah. really, you know, they'll put as much content in it. And the content is good, but it, it, it just got to be a lot to to the point where I put it down like partway through yeah. the semester as we were going through. Got a little bloated for you. So mm-hmm. from like a development and story standpoint, talk to me about because like for me, I found that the side characters and their respective mm-hmm. quests, I feel like for the most part, I liked pretty much all of them, especially once you get to act two. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I liked the most was uh, the warrior monk, Norio. He was oh, yeah. freaking cool, man. I love mm-hmm. Norio's quest. Um, and then you have like Sensei Ishikawa, who's pretty cool. And then I had mentioned in the, in the intro, Lady Masakal, man, that <laughs> dude, that chick's crazy, but she, she's cool. She's on your side. Mostly sort of kind of, yeah. But, you, you do fight her at one point again, more spoilers, but, um, talk to me about how some of the side characters are written there. Your thoughts. Um, I was, I was really like, Moscow is like super awesome. And I had no idea they, they spoiled uh, the, the confrontation that you have with her. Yeah. Um, in one of the trailers, though, one of the early trailers, they, they actually had that fight in it. That Yeah. They had the fight scene. I saw that later on. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh damn, that's, that sucks. <laughs> Because they did something like that for Jedi Fallen Order. In the trailer, Mm -hmm. you see Vader show up. And I was like, well, isn't that supposed to be under wraps? That's like the last fight. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. shouldn't have shown that. But yeah. Well, so they they were really enthralling. You know, uh, Ishikawa was probably my least favorite because I didn't really like his character all that much. I I could see that he was written as like a do as I say, not as I do. And he's mm-hmm. like, he keeps things very close to the vest for the most part. And you're like, okay, there's a lot of underlying shit here mm-hmm. that you're just not talking to me about. And every time I did his quest, it was like, okay, again, you've kind of screwed me. We're in another fight and you mm-hmm. haven't given me all the details. Like what the hell is happening? And then that continues through the rest of his quest. <laughs> well, so so that was that was part of it is that like there were a lot of implications and there was a lot like I would, I would sit back at the end of his quest and I would start to like kind of theorize, okay, what was their relationship um, between yeah. him and his pupil? Um, I would like, so... I would. I came up with theories. Like I was like, okay, is this his daughter? No. Is this maybe like was there some type of like sexual relationship that was happening there that wasn't kosher that she like or that didn't like, and so she went off. I it didn't feel satisfying with the answers. Like I liked um, his pupil. She was awesome. Like Dude, Tomoe <laughs> is amazing, and I knew it was her as soon as you're in that one yeah. field and you're doing all the the like getting the food from the uh, food traps, mm-hmm. the animal traps and stuff. I was like, okay, th- this chick's Tomoe. Like, there's no way. And then I love that confrontation with her and in, in, in her house. And Jen's like, I know who you are, and she's like, okay. 
So I so that one I like the writing um that was in that yeah. specific the like quest and like how they designed the whole thing um for you to uh, be able to like find her and just uh like help her with the traps that happened with it like small mechanics not really yeah. hard with like uh the couple of fights that you had you in and then like following her back up like it was really nice on reels um it used the open world really well the writing was really really good because you're not supposed to feel like Jin doesn't know right um, yeah and i was very happy when he was like all right i know it's you <laughs> So, yeah. so let's just get down to the uh, to the bottom of this. You stay here. I'm gonna go and talk to um, uh, Ishikawa or whatever. But you know, it's it's nice that you want to be able to talk, and and that's cool. But uh, you know, you've been helping the Mongols out and stuff. Um, yeah, I <laughs> I, I, I appreciated that. Like at that stage in the story, because it's it's really late in the game. Like I appreciate that. Like he wasn't dumb. In that they didn't make him seem dumb in that, like, they knew enough, like, through playtesting and stuff that, like, you know, that you, the player, is going to be like, that's her. <laughs> right. right. Everybody knew. <laughs> so I would have really preferred to uh, to have had more time with her <laughs> and, yeah, no and left Ishikawa behind or something. <laughs> um, so there's also the implication she's going to be in Mainland. So yeah. Tomoe, are you coming back? Yeah. Maybe hey, maybe you get to play his tome away and then you're like trying trying to find Jin or something. That would be kind of tight. That so this would be actually kind of like amazing if like maybe she replaces Jin. Oh, like that would she be she cool. in and herself is kind of like a ghost. Yeah. Like like coming over there, so um like maybe she you know, you see her struggles and stuff. She did not throw her bow away, she threw her mask away. But she still yes. has her bow, her bow yep. on that. She still has her weapons. Yep. So I think you got something there. That would, that would actually be really cool to bring her back. Yeah. See, look at but that, man. You can't just like leave after yeah. like killing that many people and <laughs> just like showing yeah. up. Like, just like, I'm going. What does she want to do? She wanted to be a proprietor for like, yeah, some she type wanted of... to open a market or something on the like, mainland, what? she said. Like, with yeah. no money. Or, yeah. or anything like you you chase her out there so wh- what you doing <laughs> yeah no idea hmm. so that's that's a brief little like uh well maybe not so brief we've been talking 20 minutes on ghost but um i i wanted to ask you man like uh just throughout in our, in our time of just being friends and knowing each other we've talked a lot about story things what are some other like story elements or games that have implemented mm-hmm. like story things that you're like man this is this is cool i I know you and i have talked a little bit about disco elysium and some other games so what 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 are some things that stand out for you story-wise spider-man was really good yeah i'm holding up my script book (sighs) it was a wonderful wonderful game so this is my um uh, uh, i said my frustration with frosa shishima i really like how spider-man did it the game is big and um, it can be relatively long with all its side quests and stuff, but it can, um, yeah, it doesn't feel that way when you're playing, and uh, not in the same way that I felt like with uh, with ghosts. Um, you know, uh, there are a lot of activities they could they could change as far as like the design and stuff, they were really repetitive, but as far as the story is concerned, it, it was like really direct 
and it had really nice spins on um, uh, the old comic book tales and the characters and stuff. And I really appreciated that. And um, it really felt really uh, um, like like the, the characters were thriving, that they, they were there. And I understood like um, their motivations as I was I was in with that. Um, yeah. Key things. Right. But um it was an enjoyment every single time I just touched that controller. And part of it is in the design, part of it is the web sling, yeah, part I of mean, it is that. You know <laughs> flying through the city, you know, from mm-hmm. building to building, just webbing around. I, I have to agree with you on the story because I've I've talked a little bit about it so far in the course of the show. Like I won't get into we we already spoiled a lot of ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. We won't get into spoilers for this, but they take some chances on some things. They mm-hmm kill off a couple characters that you're like, oh, damn, didn't see that coming. And then they, in a post credit scene, they heavily implement that a character that is known within the universe is transitioning into another, we'll just say villain within the universe that's also well-known. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. I kind of could see this and like where this is going. And I like that uh, Insomniac was able to kind of just make their own game. Yeah. And and take like an existing IP that's that's well known and go, all right, here's our take on it. And I like you, I I talk about this game a lot. It's very well done and story wise, I think is just man, it is it is top notch. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's it is spectacular. Um, you know, uh it's I'm really sad that two out of three of the Marvel games have been good. Um, the, the, the one that's not the, the Avengers game. I really, um, yeah. I, I was really sad at, um, specifically the way that they implemented the story in that, in that they kind of gatekeep it away, um, through yeah. their level design. It, it, that I tried it on like, uh, one of those free weekends and, um, it, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember that one. I decided not to, <laughs> <laughs> like, like it, it put up the gate and, it, and um i i just said no but i'm playing the guardians game right now and fantastic i'm having a wonderful time with that i so before guardians blew up right um i was really into the comic that inspired what they're doing right now everything right. that they're doing cos- cosmically and everything like that i was like one of 75 people who actually <laughs> read the uh, like read them and stuff yeah. and so like um it was the leonardo dicaprio meme where like when it all started coming out and i was like yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's here but um i i appreciate um the way that they implemented the story, um, it, it's really on rails. There's not a lot of exploration and stuff, but it, it's also not a way to get lost in a lot of the activities in there. And that there's a specific thing that they want to be able to present to you. And the characters are so vibrant and they are each different and they, it's, like really beautiful to be able to see like what you can be able to do when you just like it it, it feels fearless right yeah like yeah. you're you're not necessarily trying to make like star lord and every man i don't really like the star lord in this but whatever but like like it, it's it's a specific take and they're just running with it and like it, it is so beautiful that's awesome and I hope the team um, is able, unfortunately, um, they, they got sold off to 
uh, another company, uh, the specific uh, um, team that made this one. But I, I hope that they get another shot at like uh, doing something with this. Yeah. So I, I've talked a little bit about this on on the show I, on one episode few episodes back i i popped in um guardians of the galaxy and i i need to go back to it because i only played about the first half hour and Mm -hmm. i like the first 10 15 minutes like where you're you're like young peter quill and you're with your mom listening to music i was like man this is this is cool kind of kind of gave me like last of us vibes or that Mm -hmm. kind of not because of the content but it was like this it's like a or like a like the uncharted four moment where you're on the couch with Nate and Elena, right? It felt like this is a cool real war world like moment. You're hanging out with your mom, listening to music, and then when it switches to like the current day and you're on the ship, like I love the interactions with all the characters. But then when actual gameplay kicked in and I'm like flying flying around this like planet with this goofy pink popcorn cotton candy looking <laughs> shit and it's like i don't know i had a tough time with the controls and you can't remap mm. them so i was like all right I, everyone yeah. tells me the story is absolute nails and it's really good mm-hmm. i'm like I, I need to go back because I, I don't know i think at some point my daughter woke up and i had to go get her out of out of the crib and stuff and i'd never gone back to that game mm-hmm. so i was like it kind of drew me in but it kind of didn't mm-hmm. i need to go back through it though no, it it is the um the gameplay in that uh is the, its biggest demerit. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little just like the story. It's a little bit on rails. Um, it it's compared to like I I, I played you know uh, whether it's playing fighting games or playing like uh, Elden Ring recently and stuff. Um, it really constrains you into like a certain style. It's okay for me at this stage because like I'm coming off playing like uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and then also playing Elden Ring and also yeah, playing yeah. like, like all, all these other things that have like so much, like it, it, it's pretty nice to just kind of like get this popcorny thing where yeah. there's no stakes, um, on it. And like, it's just, uh, I'm playing it to get to the next cutscene. Yeah. And I'm appreciating, you know, the, the journey that, it, that I'm going on with that, but it is a, a little bit of a letdown. Um, uh, I like I it's this feeling that you kind of just intimated a second ago that um yeah that it's like that moment where you have to put it down yeah right and kind of assuming that like um when, when you're like younger you want to just like blitz through you want to just be able to finish a game like yeah because like uh you know, when you're younger you only got a few coins on you so you want you want to be able to make it worth it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the same time it's just um. It's uh, I no longer have that that need like uh, knowing when I'm full, I can put it down, maybe come to it later. Maybe maybe it's just like that. That's the stage where it's done. Um, I kind of have that feeling. I still haven't finished Tunic, but I feel like I'm done mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, we we did a Tunic review. Um, mm-hmm. and I know you listened to that episode. Uh, I, I would highly recommend finishing that game. It, it's the, the payoff's pretty good. And definitely try to get all of the 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 pages for your for your manual it is <laughs> it's it's a solid game um yeah the golden path man that that is a that is a really fun easter egg and just have some some paper and a pen <laughs> next to you to write down that freaking code man um yeah Go go back and listen to our tunic episode. I think that was twenty six, I believe. Um, yeah, we did a whole review on that. Yeah, man, that that's awesome. I, I want to ask you if there's like any more like stories or like story elements or things that that draw you in, like um, 
any other examples of things where you're like, man, as a aspiring, you know, game writer and, and developer, you're like, I kind of want to be able to do something like X. You you fill in the blank for us. You you might start. Uh, you might be starting to get this um, feeling when you're playing games um, now, especially more modern ones. But um, yeah, but basically, I'm doing homework every single time I play a game. Um, so if there's <laughs> yeah. like anything that's in there, like I'm I'm cribbing it. So me, my outlook is that like I uh, not only want to be a writer, I'm also a narrative designer. So I'm um, I'm also bridging the gap between um, uh, what is ever written and trying to make that like actually fuel um, the gameplay in there and just like making yeah, yeah. see if, see see what, what works there. So one of my uh, other inspirations, I I um. I said Metal Gear, but the other one is Yakuza. Um, mm, that series yeah, yeah, is yeah. really, really good. And with the Amanita games, the way that they do um, a, a blend between the cutscenes and a lot of the um, uh, NPC talks, um, we're kind of doing a little bit of emulation with that. I think it just, I think it happened before we recognized it, but like, I really, really love the way that they're able to like kind of balance a lot of the seriousness, but with some goofiness. Yeah. I love humor, and uh, especially like if it's like a little bit macabre, but uh, also a little bit serious <laughs> right. and stuff. Like it's, it's that series does so well with like the most outlandish stuff. One of my favorite things to be able to do, especially in um. I think it was Kiwami is uh, to be able to do the whole quest where you are uh, helping out like a, a guy who is like a proprietor of a, um, a racing, like a little like mini racing car uh, um, shop and you're racing little, <laughs> <Nice>. little kid, <laughs> these, these cars against little kids and um, the, the uh, cutscenes that they play at the beginning and end of a quest. If you lose, it gives you the most dramatic agonizing. Like you would have thought this was formula one. Um, the way the emotion sh- uh, like hits the character um, as he loses. And he's like, no. And just like the slow motion pan of him, just like agonizing. Oh man. It's it's a fantastic like series of like uh, you know a, a guy who just like does combos on just random citizens outside <laughs> on the streets and stuff. Like I I I really love that series and like continuing on with it and like 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 playing, um, showing that like having fulfilling quests like that. Like if they could do like side quests because that, that that's all the game is to me pretty much like there, there's a main um there's always main stories with uh with uh, each of its different um sequels and stuff but like you, you yeah. live with the side quests and if they had that with like the spider-man game <laughs> that, that's <laughs> oh, the perfect man. thing like if, if they yeah. had those side quests put them uh, put them in the spider-man one and still have the main story that that is my perfect game that's awesome mm-hmm. that's awesome i can dig that yeah, we so way back like episode two of the show, we did some of our favorite like story elements, and uh, I, I bring up games like The Last of Us and and God of War twenty eighteen. Like I'm, I'm always drawn it. You know, you're also uh, a parent. Um, you have your daughter, and um, I, I'm always drawn into like being a parent and kind of having this like your main character that you're on the stick playing as is either the parent or the child of someone that's also in the, in the world. Like one of the reasons why I love uncharted is like Nathan Drake feels like he's Sully's son. They're not really biological 
mm-hmm. like father and son, but their relationships like that. The Last of Us, you know, Joel is like this father figure for Ellie, and God of War, you know, Kratos has has a son in this newer game, and I'm always drawn to that type of thing. I always also like to this kind of like nexus moment kind of a thing where you as the player feel exactly the same as what a character's feeling. And like my example for that has always been final fantasy 10 and like that first eight or nine, 10 hours, right? Like you're playing as tedious. You get whisked away into this brand new world of Spira. You don't know what anything is other. The only thing that connects you to anything is Blitzball. So you're like, what's a guardian what's a pilgrimage <laughs> what's an what's an aeon what's what are all these things right and all the questions that titus has are the exact same as you as the player because you also don't understand the world or the verbiage or what why you have these weird looking futuristic looking clothes and no one else is dressed like you no one talks like you it's like i i i love being that immersed between like you know, you as the player on the stick and the and the character in the game are like lockstep. That that's something that draws me in. So, um, I have a big smile on my face. Yeah, because this is why I know you would love Disco Elysium. I know you've been recommending me this game. I need to get in on it without any spoilers. Like th- that that is literally what what you're describing. The discovery part of it that that is the game, and part of it's like okay. So um, my, my thinking is that like in certain games, right? Um, maybe in Final Fantasy, um, in ten, you can ask questions about the world, and yeah. you can you can wonder and you might get answer. Well, you will get answers because you ask it. There's you know one to one thing. You'll get the answer. Disco Elysium. You might get the answer. You might get the wrong answer, or you might assume something, and that becomes what your character thinks. Wow, is about the world, not just like just about like okay, like this subject or that subject, like just about like how stuff like is. Period, and you will talk to yourself or aspects of yourself. Um, like I cannot impend to you enough. Like it is an experience now you have no excuses because it's on switch it's on <laughs> it's, it's <Yeah. laughs> not just pc like it's it's all, even on ps4 like it's everywhere and um i have to say like it is a fulfilling experience like i would uh i would even do a stream with you like we could make an appointment like every <laughs> single week we will do some part of it. It will take a long time because it's a relatively like thorough game. But okay. like I um I think this is an experience that like if this is if that's the type of thing that you'll find fulfilling in a game, I think that uh that it's it's right up your alley and you do yourself a disservice. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will be hyperbolic, but it, like to, to 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 be able to go through that, like it's um, there is no reason for me to to be able to say there's no excuse outside of it's you know it's it's something you have to play and experience. Gotcha. And I know you've been talking up that game really. I think ever since our like initial conversation in the parking lot at school was like, man, mm-hmm. you really got to do Disco Elysium. So I think that's going to have to jump up in, in, in the backlog <laughs> and, and kind of 
get higher up on the list and, and be one I go through. So um, Elias, as we're kind of starting to come to a close for the episode here, I want to ask you like, um, what advice would you have for anyone who's like wanting to get into game writing or narrative design or even just uh, game development in general? What would you say to someone? What, what would you say to someone like me from eight months ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I, I would say just um, just give things a, a shot. Like, just touch things. Um, uh, a, a thing that I, I I really recommend is just um, see how it would be. Like, a, a Unity is free. Unreal Engine is free. Um, Twine is free. Um, yeah. Game development is not locked away into a place where you cannot um try it and uh i kind of coined it early youtube university is there there's so many resources now that are just readily available for anyone to just try to be able to see if uh if things can work out there are a bunch of now paid like tutorials and stuff that you can be able to go through but um you never know until like you give it a shot yeah, and um, the thing, uh, um, the the difference between this and like say journalism is everyone is so happy to just help you, um, and mm-hmm. uh, just give you like pointers or shots. So like, uh, don't don't ever feel afraid to just ask questions, even if you're an introvert like me. Like it's 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 cool to just like give it a shot, try, and be able to seek out resources because it's it's everything is just like uh, there in front of you. You can like you know. Um, see what you can be able to make of it and just make something. It does not have to look beautiful. Um, and, (laughs) um, the, the process of game development is iteration. Like you're going to do something over and over and over again until it works or until it feels good or until it's, it's great. The first thing is not going to be the last thing. Um, you know, you're going to make a bunch of things that might sound arduous, but it's actually like kind of amazing because you are like, um, in Ghost of Shima, you are, you are your katana. You will fold that steel over and over again until you are sharp and you are amazing. You will cut through anything. So it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's a wonderful process. And that's, that's also the thing. It's a process. Game development yeah. is not easy is, is by yeah. far like, um, a harder thing to be able to do and it, it's hard because it's also like something that's like, um, a product that you make is digital, right? Um, yeah. so like you, you, unless you decide to get a CD drive and, and burn something, <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, it, yeah. um, you know, it, it's not something you can always like hold in your hands, but like, again, there's no feeling better than like, even if it's just a walking cycle, if you just like work on just some, um, some pixels and you just want to be able to uh, just make something look like it's walking, like there's nothing better. And then even add on to that controls to be able to say, Hey, walk to the right. right. There is no better feeling to have that thing accomplished after taking the time. It could be hours, could be minutes, could be a week. There's no better feeling to get on the backside of that and see that thing work and just say, Hey, I can do this. I did this. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Uh, man, that's, that's great advice. Perfect advice. I would say. Um, and, and you, you've continued to like, uh, 
and inspire me and like continue to try and instill some more confidence in me with some of the things that that I'm working on and and will be working on throughout my semester. I'm taking all the classes that you did, so you've already kind of helped me out a little bit with with doing some things. So it it's game development and and I know it from a very basic like, you know, very rookie like still green, but it's it's not a 12-step process. It's more like a 112 step process <laughs> and 110 of those steps is just doing the same things over and over again like you said it's it's just rent kind of rinse and repeat and uh and doing a bunch of things uh, a bunch of times until you kind of understand what it is you're doing and you get a lot of repetitions in as far as like writing goes how would you uh encourage someone who wants to get into actual like specifically writing or or the journalism aspect of it let's let's talk about that a little bit too yeah, so um, this is um, kind of also on the same boat. It's 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 trying, right? Um, so you don't know how to like write a, a, a love story until you just like just try and figure out the characters and maintain right. that. Like it, it's all in character. Like people have different motivations and and ideas and thoughts and your characters should like just be just uh, just the same. And if it's a situation between um, person A, person B, person A came from somewhere and so did person B. And yeah, I think maintaining like that thought in, you know, it's not always you having the plot already set out from there, you know, for you. Sometimes it's really hard or it doesn't come off well um, when you already have a plot right like this. Or like right. This. Yeah. And then you have characters where it doesn't make sense for them to be able to go on that journey. So, like, if instead you start with the characters and you try and figure out, okay, um, this happens at this moment, then another thing happens, then the fun starts happening when it just starts percolating in another thing and another thing. And you you just bring in all different elements. You just, like you know you were at a feudal village in japan at the beginning of the game at the end you're on mars like that yeah that, <laughs> like 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 that journey like to be able to get there um just through like character work and don't worry about like you know what's um believable in our world because like your imagination can take you anywhere like right. why yeah. well, you know if it if it's if if you know you want to be able to have that containment then that's fine you know um uh, that's cool but there are also resources there are also books and stuff that you can be able to use to chart them i have tons uh, and in way too many but um there are things that help you along the way like reading is always going to be the best thing it doesn't have to be you know, novels, um, uh, graphic novels help me out too. Um, I'm sure. I'm yeah. deep, 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 deep in Marvel Unlimited right now. I'm reading like comics and stuff, and like it's it's gotten gotten my mind percolating again. It it helps like especially with comics because you have the visual as well as um uh, uh, uh the written world as well um with it, so you get like a little bit of cinematic quality with that. But um, they're still fulfilling stories. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah. cool. Man, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. This has been absolutely amazing. If uh, if listeners on the show wanted to find you on social media or Discord, where could they find you at, sir? Mostly everywhere. I'm um, just Dubs McGee, um, and the, you, you find me there, and you know, got links to all my stuff. See my little funny games. I'm um, always like uh, 
trying to do stuff from the eighties and all that. Play my yeah. um little fun prototype from Last Dragon, but um you know you find me there and then uh, maybe say hi. Yeah, I'll I'll have a link to Elias's stuff in the in the description for the show, um, oh, brother. I can't thank you enough for for coming in and and sharing your knowledge and just uh, the talking with with me. So appreciate you, and uh, hope to have you back uh, sometime really soon. All right, cool. Yeah, I hope to be back. Thank you so All much right. for having me on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that'll be the end for this episode, episode 29, with my good friend here, Elias Dubose. We will catch you guys on the next episode. See ya! Um, oh my god, I'm blanking on the uncle's name. Do you remember? Can you bail me out here? Um... No, he's a Sakai too. I don't. I don't. No, he's not a life. Sakai. He was gonna. No, he's not a Sakai. In. Yeah. Oh man, gonna do some research on the fly here. Damn it. This is two beers in and not remembering. Let's see who gets there. Lord Shimura. Shimura. There we go. I was <laughs> like, dude. Yeah, I was blanking on that. Okay.